They were all playing our. It's like that one long black hair that keeps growing out of your mole. So this is it. We have finally uncovered them. Yes, they were buried in their flat by the volcano hundreds of years ago. Now here they are. They are our direct ancestors. Isn't it strange to look upon them thus? Yes, still curled up in the positions in which they died. Look at my poor ancestor, James Peter Jennifer Jams, contorted as if in agony, reaching a skeletal handout, but none will save him. And look at my ancestor, Ashley Judd Nelson, otherwise known as the DM, also in agony, reaching out as Actually, if Actually, it-, it looks as if he is reaching out a skeleton hand towards my ancestor, Wendy Darling. Oh, yes, now that you mention it. It is almost as if, in this moment of death, he is reaching out and trying to grab my ancestor's bottom. Yes, perhaps they were buried under tons of ash. They would have been lost in melting agony, I'm sure. Hands just contorted wherever they contorted. I doubt it was sexual harassment. No, with my years of archaeological training, I am inclined to disagree. It does appear as if your ancestor, Ashley Judd Nelson, a.k.a. the DM, was, in his dying moments, trying to cop a feel. Yes, a feel before the end, so to speak. Yes, one last feel. Well, I'm sure those rumours of him being history's greatest sex maniac and the loser of the generations were all grossly exaggerated. I'm still inclined to see it as standard limb displacement due to rigor mortis. And look, you can see by the gross curvature of the spine that he must have been hoisting around some enormous weight on his front ward section. Perhaps he was tremendously well hung. No, look at the length of the metatarsal bones there in his left foot. This suggests inadequate testosterone infusion while in utero, indicating that he most likely had an incredibly tiny penis, even by 21st century standards. Yes, compare that to the metatarsals on James Jams, those are extremely elongated. Even with today's maximum penile enhancement gene therapy during pregnancy, few men achieve such lengthy dongs. And you can see on the hip bone here, stress fractures because James Jams was accustomed to swinging a gigantic wang, so heavy that he would have suffered early onset arthritis in his hip joints and knees had he lived long enough. If I was to speculate, I would say that he probably also grew a sizable bottom simply to compensate for the weight loadout. But not that big a bottom. I would say extremely large. But still, the evidence suggests that Ashley Judd Nelson, the DM, had an immensely fattened paunch. Yes, it must have been like he had the takings from a late 20th century arcade strapped to his waist every day. Yes, like he was lugging a sack of flour to a village cake-baking festival every day of his life. And observe the skull. Ah, yes, atrophied here, here, and here. He was clearly balding. His head probably looked like the top of a penis with a couple of pubic hairs stuck in the foreskin. If only they'd known how simple the cure for balding turned out to be, and I believe they discovered it two days after our ancestors here were buried by the volcano. Well, he probably had a a classic bald beauty like King Patrick Stuart I. No, one can see from the bones here in the chest that he was most likely pigeon-chested, and the sunburn to the forearm bones here suggests he was incredibly pale. He probably had the complexion of a dead cuttlefish. But me now, I mean, I'm, I'm nothing like him. He is just my ancestor, right? Oh, no. You have your five wives and 17 husbands, all of you happily married to each other. You are nothing like him. Good. I disown him. I mean, it is fascinating to look into your family past. And also, we must accept people as existing in the time in which they lived, with all the values and difficulties associated with that period, but also... 
I disown him. I'm just glad that before disaster struck, they were able to breed and so pass their genes down to ancestral line to what would eventually become us. I, uh... Look, this is going to sound prejudiced, but it is the elephant in the room. How, uh... Yes? Ah, fudge it. Sexuality was so rigidly defined back then. People were one thing or the other... These days, people can reproduce however and whenever as long as they earn their breeding card by serving in the military against the dreaded arachnoids. How did James Jams... How did he have kids? According to surviving records, he found a surrogate. Yes, but he insisted on only the hottest surrogate because he wanted his hotness genes to be passed on intact. And fortunately, they were. Many of the hottest willingly volunteered. But he didn't have sex with the surrogate, did he? Oh no, he blew his load into a guy's mouth and then the guy spat it into a hot woman. Ah. James Jams having kids is a no-brainer. Beloved by all, he was bound to pass on his genes somehow. The real mystery is, after all we've learned about your ancestor, Ashley Judd Nelson, aka the DM, how did he have kids? Well, maybe he had them with Wendy Darling. He was reaching out to her as he died. Perhaps that was because they were in a loving, highly charged sexual relationship full of mutually fulfilling eroticism. No, I don't think so. That is not what my research indicates. Well, maybe Wendy was his surrogate. Maybe she took pity on him. Ah, so maybe she teat-pipetted his sperm into her. No, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking that maybe... She allowed him to impregnate her the traditional way, intending that they would make love just once. But she found the experience so rewarding, so magical, that she... According to records, your ancestor, Ashley Judd Nelson, or the DM, impregnated a human womb that had been transplanted into a pig. A what? He used a surrogate that was a human womb transplanted into a live pig. It was the latest technology back then. Oh, so uh, he, he, he donated his sperm and then they put it inside a... Uh... No, apparently he had sex with a pig. What? He insisted it was the only way he would do it. Let me check those records. Beam them into my retina pad. Beaming. Space crikey. Your ancestor was pretty interesting. Shut up. I see some curvature on your ancestor's spine. Hmm, perhaps he had a paunch too. Oh no. The curvature was caused by frequent and repetitive forceful thrusting. He probably had highly aerobic and physical long-lasting sex three to five times every day, probably with multiple partners. Space, damn it. I wonder what life was like back then, before the Adelaide volcano erupted from beneath the mole's balls, after Rundlemore renovators dug too greedily and too deep. I wonder what kind of world they had. What kind of concerns once bounced around in those now empty skulls? Well, I know they would have spoken differently back then. The language had not been homogenised to the extent that everyone had the same bland faux English accent. Ah. And before they swore, apparently they didn't even put space in front of the word. What? It's true. If they wanted to curse, for example, they just said fuck. <laughs> Fuck, but fuck is not offensive at all. I mean, I fucked my children five times yesterday. Yes, but it did not mean the same thing back then. It did not mean to dandle and gaze with paternal affection. No? No, it was considered nasty, even without the need for the word space in front of it. They just needed to say fuck, and everyone would be horrified. If they said space cuddle, no one would have batted an eyelid. Such language! You should be ashamed! But 
Back then, cuddle didn't mean to be gang-raped by 15 arachnoids who are scooping the brain tissue out of the severed heads of your parents to use as lube, while your baby siblings are forced to watch and score points based on how many meters arachnoid ejaculate manages to explode out the other side of your body. It meant a prolonged and affectionate embrace. Wow. Those people were space-cuddled up. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. This is John Leeson, and I hate the role-playing hour because I have to hide behind the sofa whenever their terrifying show comes on. You know, just thinking of what the DM must have looked like when alive is making me throw up a little in my mouth. Shall we get lunch? Yes, let's. Can you believe it? Our ancestors from the future. I can't believe we didn't use the time machine to peek forward into the future like this before. I'm sure I didn't really have sex with a pig. DM, take how lonely you are now and multiply that by six months. I suppose I have sex with a pig. I can't believe that it was us there. Us skeletons lying in that pit. I wonder how much older we were when we died. I wonder how much time we've got. They said Jim didn't yet have early onset arthritis, so we probably don't live to be old. They said that Jim had a baby. They said that you had a baby. They didn't say how I had a baby. How did I have a baby? Probably from your tummy. I hope it was with a handsome Australian rules football player with a big... Wendy, don't you have a boyfriend, like, right now who isn't an Australian rules football player? Yes, and I wish him all the best, all the happiness he could want before I leave him to have my baby. Baby, let's face it, it's never going to last. We're young, we're having fun. Whoever you had your baby with, clearly you didn't stay with that person. I mean, here you are, living with us when the volcano buried us all. Maybe I was just visiting. Maybe you were a single mom. And where was your baby? Where was your kid if it survived? Where were all our kids? At school. The volcano buried the entire city. Did we abandon our kids? Did we have them taken away? Are we... Are we such sad, lonely people? At least they still have crickets in the future. A healthy population, evidently. Look at him there, in that archaeological dig site. That's me. That's actually me. Those bones, hidden in my flesh now. There they are, exposed to the sun. Never to move again. Well, unless a dog runs away with them. Yes, unless a dog runs away with them. A dog running with an amusingly large gym bone in its mouth. Oh, and it meets up with another dog running away from a butcher's. He's trailing sausage links from his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love comical dogs. This Jim, was he still with Tumnus? Did he feel lonely? Was he happy? Did he like himself? How did he... What did he... Jim... Don't Horatio over yourself. It's vulgar. And they bury the gym bone and the sausage links, but they can't find them again. <laughs> Comical dogs. You must have hoped that you were going to be happy, DM. That everything was going to change. You weren't sure how, but you felt that it would. That it would all change for the better, as if by magic. Well. Well what? Maybe they had a happiness we can't see from the bones. All curled up and helpless. That's how they go, powerless to change anything. You know, 
I think they're right, DM. I think your skeleton is reaching for my skeleton's butt. He was probably reaching up and imploring the heavens to have mercy, like Jim, and then he got knocked over. So his heaven-imploring hand now just looks like a butt-reaching hand. Hmm, I don't know. Wendy, take solace in the fact you both died in a fiery inferno before he could reach your butt. Yeah, I guess. I wonder what other objects we'll see around here. What else have they uncovered? What else are they keeping under these protective sheets? Don't disturb anything, DM. It's a carefully mapped archaeological dig. They'll notice. I'll be discreet. <gasps> Ooh, look at this. A melted lump of plastic. But you can still make out the colour beneath the burn marks and even almost make out the warped logo. That's... My phone! The same brand I have now, the same colour and everything. Maybe when you buy the next model of phone, or the fifth model down, it's the same colour as one you have now. You do like that colour, right? Oh, I hate that colour. It was the only one they had on the day. How often do people upgrade phones every year, every couple of years? Anyway, um, should we leave flowers on ourselves or something? I feel like we should leave flowers. Sure, I'll go to a service station. Service station flowers? For your own funeral? I can't really afford anything else, Jim. There's this superhero statue I've been really wanting to buy. Show some class, DM. At least buy your corpse some nice flowers. But... (sighs) DM, you lived your whole life, and you only lived it once, and then you died a horrible death, and now you're not even going to respect yourself? Goddamn, Jim, guilty me into buying expensive flowers for my own funeral. You know, the florist flowers and the service station flowers are basically the same. It's just that the florist flowers have nicer wrapping and cost five times as much. That's not true. Florist flowers are much better quality. What if I buy service station flowers for dead us and then I buy service station flowers for living you as a way of saying sorry for buying service station flowers for dead you? No, think of it. Look at this guy. Look at his bones. Did he get what he wanted? No. He always thought he was going to be better, but it wasn't. He always hoped he was going to find love, but he didn't. We need to at least give him something nice. Even if he's no longer there to appreciate it. But you are there to appreciate it. You know what I mean. Jim, flowers aren't going to change. Look, I mean, there he is, huh? Only you can change it. Only you know what you want. Only you know what will make you happy. Hmm? Only you know what you have to do before the end. Yes, but there's no time. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you've been looking at it like there's too much time. Hey, DM, is this melted piece of polystone the superhero statue you wanted to buy? Hey, yeah, look, look, ha, they uncovered that. It looks like I buy the statue. Too bad, Jim. (laughs) I can only afford service station flowers. Maybe I won't have a baby with a famous football player. Maybe I'll have a baby with a famous actor. Maybe I'll have a baby with Harry from One Direction. Look at Wendy. Her life is still full of possibility. Could go anywhere. Up to a point. Yes, up to a point. Maybe I'll have a baby with Johnny Depp, but as a young man when he was still hot. Still full of all sorts of possibilities. Well, we do have a time machine, remember? Oh yeah, so we shouldn't discount that she may still have a baby with young Johnny Depp. Her life really is full of possibility. Maybe her baby was left on Jump Street. Maybe that's why it's not with her. Maybe we know we are doomed and we can't escape. So we send our babies away somewhere. You know, I'm kind of jealous to think of my baby living longer than me. Yeah. Yeah, getting to see all the stuff I'd never get to see. Getting to learn about things I'll never know. What a complete and total space cuddler that baby's going to be. I want the life he or she's going to have. Wouldn't you want the kids as potential farms for organs to harvest? (gasps) 
Yes, yes, maybe. Maybe I could trick my descendant into this pit in the past and then have them take my place. Hmm. I want all of life, damn it. All of it. Every second, every era, everything life has to offer. I don't care if that's greedy. I want it all. I just want a happy life, a life well lived, a life that led to something. They try to dig up gym bone and sausage links, but they dig up the wrong place and they dig up a dinosaur bone and it's almost too heavy for both of them to carry. <laughs> what, Wendy? <laughs> Comical dogs. What? <laughs> Comical dogs, silly. Oh, right, the, 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 the comical dogs. <laughs> comical dogs. My name is Freddie Williams II, and I hate the role-playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. This is Lance Hendrickson, and I hate the role-playing hour, and I can sometimes be quite scary. So you should listen to me. No bullshit. I love to curse. Space cuddles. Algae again. Must you use that language? I'm sorry, but he put it in my head. Don't blame me for your cuddly mouth. What, do you have uh, processed Vitamix? Yes, and 40 grams each of fruit, meat and cheese ration. Fruit, meat and cheese ration. It's, a, it's algae for me. You couldn't spare any fruit, meat and cheese ration. Sorry, I wouldn't want to be arrested. Either of you? No, I don't think so. I've been looking forward to my fruit, meat and cheese ration all day. You know, my wives and husbands, all of them have started to complain of uh, chronic illnesses. I think it's the algae. We hear that the algae provides all our nutritional needs, but I'm not so sure. Each day my wives and husbands and I implore each other, if anyone can find some fruit, meat and cheese ration. If any of them found any, you know they would keep it to themselves. That's simply human nature. 40 grams does not go far. I'm just... The algae. Every day it tastes the same. Well, your service against the arachnoids should have been more glorious. You would have the ration then. I was an intelligence. Rations are based on medals won. Glory. I was translating codes all day. They don't give out medals for that. Those intelligence guys usually know how to shift things about behind the scenes. They manage to set themselves up with rations for life. I'm surprised you didn't do that too. Well, I was a rather low rank in military intelligence. When I say I was translating codes all day, what I really meant was I was transcribing phone numbers. You should have done another tour. Rations are increased for years served. You could join up again. All military personnel get double rations. I'm too old. If you say so. They don't care about age so much in military intelligence, especially not on the lowest rungs like where you were. I'm too old. Just eat your algae. You know, I wonder about those bones we saw back there of our ancestors think of the millions of years of evolution crawling out of a swamp the vast chain of struggle and change leading to them so they could lie dead in a pit from a swamp to a pit yes but then from them to us even thinking of their primitive world all the things they had to endure how tough it would have been for them how little they knew they didn't have garbophnoids. No, they didn't have garbophnoids. Imagine life without those. They didn't have scuffnawazes. No, no scuffnawazes. Poor bastards. You know, I am so glad I was born in the time I live in now. Though I have some romantic longings to see the past, I wouldn't want to actually live in any earlier era. No, think of all the comforts and medicines we have now, which we take for granted. Yes, if we lived back then, we might have gotten cancer. <laughs> and back then, there was no cure. Not even for cancer. You know, it wasn't just a trip to the GP. Back then you got it, that was it. You were dead. Yes, but they didn't have space cancer back then. No, that's 
True, they didn't have space cancer. My aunt was diagnosed last week. I'm still processing it. Oh, poor thing. I know. She still speaks like there's hope, like things are going to get better. What do you say to her? There is no reassurance you can give. Life for her is over. So rough. That's space fuzzy wuzzy, man. Space fuzzy wuzzy. I know. And in this case, such bad language is warranted. Terrible, 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 does she... Terrible, does she collect the meat, fruit and cheese ration? Do you think I could use the ration card for a few days and you could delay announcing her death to the authorities? Hey! Sorry, sorry! That's my aunt you're talking about. Sorry, 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 yes, okay, sorry. So, uh, so uh, back then, they had cancer, but they didn't have space cancer. They didn't have a cure for regular cancer. It's all pretty bad. Yes, glad to be living now, that's for sure. Those people probably had no idea how bad their lives were. And there have been other advances, too. I mean, my ancestor back then was known as being terribly ugly. But now, I mean, look at me. I've escaped from that genetic curse. I have all these husbands and wives. Yes, but they are not with you because they find you attractive. Oh, you mean, yes. Yes, it is because of my vast intellect. I understand my learning, but even compared to my ancestor, you know... No, that... no. They do not think you are smart. They they told you that? Well, what is it then? I, I think it is just now we are less prejudiced than they were in the past. Plus, every marriage is made up of so many husbands and wives that it doesn't really matter if any one of them is a dud. In fact, marriage groups are encouraged to admit one lame duck. It is good luck. On wedding day, it is like an act of charity. Plus, if it's only beautiful people reproducing, then the gene pool shrinks and shrinks. We need a few rogue genes in there mixing things up. If we were too perfect, we might become fragile and susceptible to disease. We need some tough, dirty, ugly genes because they are used to enduring, bearing disappointment and failure. They keep the gene pool strong. So my husbands and wives chose me because I'm a dud. Because letting one dud into a marriage group grants luck to all the beautiful people. The beautiful people, yes. The ones who matter. You are basically their ugly mascot. No offence, but in a world of genetic manipulation and selective breeding, ugly, stupid people are so rare. You should be happy. You are like a unique snowflake. Well, the weather machines produce snowflakes that are identical, but you are like a snowflake from a defective weather machine, like a weather machine teens vandalised by pissing in the fusion petrol hole or something? Yes, you're like a snowflake from a weather machine after vandalous teens pissed into the fusion petrol hole. Hmm. Still, you should be glad you advanced beyond that ancestor of yours in the pit. Were he alive today, he would be like our elephant man. Except, because of his incredibly small penis, he would probably not be likened to an elephant. No, more like flea man. Molecule man. The atomic man. The quark. Wait, no, why am I getting into insulting my own ancestor? Oh, look, look, look at that. Deserters being carted by in that truck. Look at their sad faces. I don't understand why you wouldn't be happy to devote yourself to the struggle against the arachnoid menace. It will be a short end for them. The matriarch is strict, but she is all merciful. They're driving closer. Let's be ready with the ceremonial insults. Boo! Hiss! Why did you abandon our people at the front? It's because of you we haven't beaten the arachnoids yet. Boo! 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 
What's the matter? You don't want to boo the deserters? They're all cowards. They deserve our boos. I don't know. I just... They're going to die anyway. Why do they need our booze, too? The algae has made his brain soft. You're right. Why am I even thinking about deserters? I should be worrying about food. There must be somewhere to get a fruit, meat and cheese ration. All rise for the lunch hour message from the matriarch. People of Earth, this is your matriarch. The arachnoid war goes well. Our countless soldiers swarm over the arachnoid nests, destroying all they can see. With plague-like mercilessness, we sting the arachnoids where it hurts. It is by our united effort, and thanks to all of you continuing to labor for your matriarch, that Earth will soon pupate into a bold new era. That is all. Now please rise for the Earth Global Anthem. We fight the arachnoids and all in cahoots. We crush the arachnoids under our boots. Battling for our lives in the nightmare of space. Find arachnoid hives and lay them to waste. We unite in demanding an arachnoid apocalypse. Despite our lack of understanding of their internecine politics. We are proud to be humans that will not be destroyed. And despite the rumors, the matriarch is not an arachnoid. Have you ever seen the matriarch? No, but I hear she's beautiful. I heard that too. Listeners, if you could travel forward in time to see something from your future life, to check out what had happened, where and when would you go? What would you want to learn about your own future and the future of the world? Call in by dialing 83135000 or you can write on the Facebook wall. The address is facebook.com slash theroleplayinghour. R-O-L-E. You're listening to Wendy, Jim and me, the DM, and our distant descendants here on The Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM Digital Radio and online. Episodes 1 to 265 can be found at our WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com and most of the episodes since then can be found at the Radio Adelaide website itself. Like the webs of those arachnoids stretching across space. But right now, call in on 83135000 and tell us when you would want to visit in the future and why. What would you be looking for? What would you be seeking? What would you be checking to see? This is John Rhys Davis and I hate the role-playing hour because they smell like a dirty girl's pants. Why would I hate a dirty girl's pants? <laughs> You've got the wrong dwarf there, laddie. This is Adrian Edmondson from The Bad Shepherds. I hate the role-playing hour. What ridiculous voices. Indeed. So, uh, I believe we have nothing on the wall. No, no one wants to peek into the future and see where what becomes of them. I want to know what happens in our epic battle with the sharks. Oh, we said we'd never mention that again because it didn't turn out very funny. Okay, no, I don't want to know that. I never want to know anything about that. Hmm, 
If you went to the future, you could see whether you won this month's subscriber competition. If someone subscribes this month, they will win. No, they won't win. They might win. <laughs> There's a possibility they might win. A double pass to the exciting 2015 season of Chamber Music. I wonder if that's like torture chamber music. Chamber pop music. Chamber pop music presented by Selby and Friends. They're actually all family members, but they just claim to be friends. Selby and Friends with benefits. Selby and Friends enjoy five concerts over the year featuring a brilliant ensemble cast of performers from around the world. Also a brilliant pre-assembled cast that have all been put together. Some of them, um, they put slot A in uh, hole B, and that didn't go so well. They put uh, the wrong the wrong support stand into the wrong support stand slot support hole. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Whatever. $75 standard to subscribe. $40 concession. Dial A313-5000 during business hours. You might win. That's actually Selby and Friends. That's it. All those other things weren't true. I just added those on, but it is some chamber music that you could listen to. You could feel pretty classy. I'd feel pretty classy listening to that. <clears throat> if you want to appear more classy than you were to another personage. So, <clears throat> it, we haven't offered a prize for anyone who mentions us for a while. That's because no one ever takes it, or if they do take it, no one ever chases us up about it. But you could mention the role-playing hour, and we would give you... Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> The Clothes on Tonight's episode. A free breakdancing lesson. Of of exactly that length. Can't afford my clothes anyway. Mm. So, yeah, that's a possibility. Okay, so nothing on the wall. I guess we'll continue on with the show then. And um, unless any of you guys have anything to add, we actually have a little bit of time. No? No, nothing exciting. Nothing happened in your lives, guys? Wendy, how did your... Uh, I know you were applying for that uh, that job at the veterinarians. Yeah. You wanted to yeah. help help with the uh, birthing of um, farm animals. You're yeah. going to help with the and vet birthing units. How did that turn out? Yeah, um, I mostly want to be in the rat section. Cause the rat section? They're so cute and mm-hmm. they're so small. And I don't know, you feel not as bad when they die. The rats at our house aren't enough for you. No, you need more rats. Yeah. They've just that's just Any whetted rodent, your appetite. Yeah. Yep. Maybe she wants to learn how to breed rats so that she can take control of the rats in our house and form a rat army. Like the Pied Piper. Yes. Uh, there's probably a copyright on that idea. Pied Piper's probably gonna sue. Pied Piper Industries. <clears throat> okay, whatever. Okay, so rats. Great. Bye. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is Robert O'Reilly, and I think the role-playing hour are a bunch of filthy patacks. This is Nemec. Do you hate the role-playing hour? Not a problem. I'll get them cancelled faster than you can say synchronized swatches. <sighs> Seriously. You're still making me do this Parker Lewis shtick? You think this is funny? You guys are complete fu- Can you pass the sauce? Of course, here you go. I don't suppose I can have any sauce. No sauce rations. Of course, I'll have my algae without sauce. I can't wait to get back to the dig site and look at our ancestors. Fascinating. Really fascinating. Yes, indeed. You know, maybe I will try and enlist again. That would be good. Serve Earth. 
Yes, I may be a little old, but I'm sure they'll find something for me to do. Kill an arachnoid and we'll all be proud of you. Hmm, well... And I mean, if I'm the dud of my marriage, then my husbands and wives won't miss me. And meanwhile, because I'm in service, they'll get meat, cheese and fruit rations, maybe even sauce rations. It's the least I can do. I think that's a wonderful idea. Well, I'm finished. That was tasty. Are you finished your algae? No, but I've had enough of my algae. Let's go back to the dig site then. I'll take the plates back to the incinerator. I'll go on ahead. Our working lives will improve if old gloomy clogs and lists again, eh? He's so going to get space cuddled. Hey, DM. What? Why are you touching my skeleton's hip bone? I wasn't. Uh, you were. You were filling me up. No, I just wanted to know what future DM was missing. You were. You were filling up my skeleton. Was it everything you hoped for, DM? Wendy, you should really eat bigger dinners. You're a bit bony. My real butt's nicer than that. This is your real butt. Look, here's your coccyx. Catch. I'm, I meant my real butt before all the flesh rotted and fell off. It's okay. I've lost interest now. Fine. The fleshy part's the best bit. I don't care. You don't know what you're missing. I don't care what I'm missing. You must still like my butt, because in a possible future, which we maybe can't change, you try and grab it at the moment of your death. It's like the last thing you ever think about, the last thing you want. You probably sat on a cupcake or something, and I was trying to point it out to you. My last helpful act. I was the one polite guy during the end of the world. Still can't believe that's me down there. I touched the skeleton with my finger. That's the very bone under that exact finger which I'm touching. Cheer up, Jim. Doesn't it feel a bit like Indiana Jones being here like archaeologists looking at a pit full of bones, even if they are our bones? I wonder why Indiana Jones never looked for ancient treasures closer to home. I wonder why he was always in faraway continents and far-flung countries. Dr. Jones! We want you to find the ancient treasure of the Americans, known as the Constitution. Isn't that in the National Archives in Washington, D.C.? No, it's in the tomb of Benjamin Franklin. Here I am, in the tomb of Benjamin Franklin. And I must avoid stepping into the beams of sunlight. They're deadly. Damn, stepped in one. Now I just have to dodge the poison darts. And the spiders. And the closing walls. And snakes coming out of the eyes of the warriors Benjamin Franklin had entombed with him. I hate snakes. Now, here I am. That's the Constitution. Now, if I just lay down this bag of sand, which weighs exactly as much as the Constitution... Oh no, a rolling boulder! Ah, I escaped. But oh no, Americans, they're angry that I disturbed their hallowed tomb. 
I only have to cross this rope bridge over a Grand Canyon full of mountain lions and raccoons and... Hot dang, Dr. Jones! Oh no, it's an American wizard! Oh yeah, Dr. Jones! I learned me some black magic during the Civil War! Yeehaw! And now I shall pull your still beating heart from your living body! Woohoo! Ah! Uh, ah! Uh. Yeah, 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 Dr. Jones! Feel the evil of my ancient Civil War American necromancy! Take that! Ah! Oh no! If only we Americans had thought of using guns! But we're not smart enough! Guns are not in our nature. We only use knives and swords. <laughs> and now I take the Constitution back to... Back to Ottawa and hear Stephen Harper. Damn, Canadian Nazis. I hate those guys. But first, we shall gaze upon the Constitution with our own eyes. Don't. It's said to have dark powers. Pshaw! Canadian Nazis do not fear such suspicions. Yes, I look at the Constitution and... I tried to warn you. Some things were not meant to be known. Ah, more Americans, but I'll I'll take the treasure to where it will be properly appreciated. My country. I'm out of here. I think that's the DM's descendant coming back. Oh, we should hide. Over here, behind this equipment. Ah, no more looking in the dirt for me, I suppose. Suppose I'll be looking toward the stars. Even if it does mean I have to fight arachnoids. Guys, let's go back to the time machine. We've been here long enough. Okay. I can't believe we end up in a pit and those bones look like any others. That wasn't me, was it? How will anyone know me from those? The bones don't have any of my... my charm, any of my whimsy. Well, we'll probably solve this, won't we? With our time machine, prevent this future from happening, warn the people renovating Runder Mall not to dig too greedily and too deep and stop them from unleashing the volcano? I'm not sure if this is one of those changeable futures or one of those unchangeable futures. Plus, between the time machine and, you know, knowing the alien back when we did, we saw impossible pasts, watched our reality crash into alternate dimensions and realms of imagination, and saw a lot of stuff happen, a lot of stuff unhappen, and a lot of stuff happen twice. I'd lose track of the rules. Yes, but regardless of whether we change this future or not, this is how we end up, right? One way or another, sooner than we think. And I bet that Jim there was still striving. He was still hoping for a happier tomorrow. Cheer up, Jim. Maybe he wasn't still striving. Maybe he wasn't still hoping for a happier tomorrow. Maybe he had just given up and was morbidly depressed. Yeah, I guess. Look on the bright side. Maybe he wanted to die a fiery death at the hands of a volcano. Thanks, Wendy. You've really cheered me up. That's what I'm here for, Jim.